welcome to another episode of In the Life of Sean Powers. He keeps you entertained on the morning show on My1043 in Mount Pleasant, Michigan. But what is he like after the show? Well, here you go. Yes, here we go. It's another fun podcast broadcast with Sean Zilla. Thank you guys very much for uh, taking a couple of minutes just to swing by to hear what this podcast is all about. And today I'm going to take myself back and I'm going to take you guys back uh, to, to, I guess, bring you up to speed on uh, how life was growing up back in the day and the first home that you remember living in. And I guess it was my only home that I lived in until I was like 22 years old and I moved out. But uh, I'm going to talk about uh, some stuff with that because I had a dream the other night about my old home that I grew up in. And I have a ton of memories. Of course, as you know, if you had the uh, the luxury of being able to stay in one home for a long time growing up, you just you got great memories of the place. So you might have some bad memories, you know, things that might have happened to you in those places that were, uh, you know, the experiences were not good or they were subpar and they're going to be horrible experiences and you're going to have a negative connotation about where you lived and where you grew up at. I grew up in a little city called Toledo, Ohio, and Toledo is Northwest Ohio, and our uh, address, I'll even give you the address, and you guys can Google it, because uh, my uh, my family just informed me the other day that the house was up for sale again, and it's uh, back in the 80s, 70s and 80s when I was growing up, uh, this neighborhood was upper middle class, and nowadays you drive down the street and it's it's hood, it's really bad, run down, uh, low income people uh, that live there, not saying it's bad because low income people live there, I'm just saying it's just it's a run down neighborhood, it really is, and uh, all the people in the neighborhood, you know, everybody that grew up on the 800 block of Lodge Avenue, L-O-D-G-E, Lodge Avenue, uh, you know, we had a phenomenal thing happening in the 70s and the 80s and even into the early to mid 90s. And then around 2004, uh, when my mom moved out um, and she and her, she got remarried and they bought a new house on the other side of town, um, that it was the beginning of that whole block just going to hell. And we grew up in the 800 block of Lodge Avenue in Toledo, Ohio. Our address, and you can Google this because the house is up for sale again. I think it's still up for sale. It's 819. 819- 819 Lodge Avenue, Toledo, Ohio, 43609. It's a little house, a little brick house. And uh, when I was born, we had a different front door. And in the early to mid 80s, my dad uh, actually added on to the front of the porch and made it a really, really sweet porch. And that's the same porch that's there. But the house looks totally different inside. I saw inside photos on Zillow or one of the um, real estate uh, you know websites where they listed it. And I it turned my stomach. I saw this just the other day. I wanted to throw up. I really, really just wanted to, to just vomit because they toured. They, they just basically went in. In and just the whole house is just it's it's a wreck and it just looks like the whole house needs to be redone. When I moved out and when I was 22 back in 1995 or yeah was it 95 uh, 94 95 so 21 22 um, the house was totally immaculate the neighborhood was still good um, but then I'm looking at this and it's been through so many owners and uh, you know it's been sold so many times people rented it out and I look at the house now I'm looking at the pictures and you know and again in every single room of this house we had a three bedroom home uh, it was two bedrooms down you know in the, in the, you know, in the living room area there's a bathroom and the kitchen and then it came around to the dining room to the back door um, and then uh, we had a dormitory upstairs and that's where my brother and I slept so we'd go upstairs and go to the other end of the hallway and it was kind of a dorm like thing up there and I was looking at pictures just the other day that you know online the whole wooden structure of it's all screwed up the the flooring is extremely horrible there's crap all over the place it just it, the paint on the walls are horrible it just it looks run down um, but I could tell it was still our house and, and by looking at this this house is like 1100 square feet tops back in the day it was it, you know 
when I was a kid, it was huge. But I'm like looking at the living room now, and it's like you got a sofa. You could put a sofa in there, or a Davenport, as Grandma would call it, and a love seat, maybe a rocking chair, and then a TV in the corner, and that's it. It's like, and even at that, it was you know we were packed in like sardines. But the perspective that I have on it, um, you know, from growing up, was like it was a huge house. Obviously, I was a little kid, and it was a bigger house. You know, and if, if I were in the house that I'm in now here in Mount Pleasant. Um, with like sixteen hundred square feet back in the day, I would have been like, "Holy crap, that's like that's just like a castle," you know. So, um, anyways, I'm looking at pictures of this uh, of our old house at eight nineteen Lodge, and I'm looking at it, just going, "Oh my gosh, I cannot believe how run down it's gone." Um, they, you know, the people that were there did not take care of it. There's paint all over. Uh, the all the screens are ripped out of the uh, front porch. Uh, the grass was out of control. Uh, and then we had a shed in the backyard that my dad had built in the mid '80s, and I remember. Being before you had it built, that's where we used to bury. It was a garden, and we used to bury all of our dead animals, all the parakeets that we had, all of the um, um, you know other animals that we had. We all buried them in the backyard, and then my dad built a shed over that. Uh, and then we had a fenced-in backyard, uh, you know, at one point in the '80s, and. Um, but the shed, even the shed looks really, really run down. It looks like somebody broke into it. There's panels missing off of it. Um, it's just, it's really, really sad. So as you're listening to this podcast, I'm sure you're thinking about the home that you grew up in. And I had, again, every single memory of childhood, playing baseball with Brian Bowes and, uh, you know, the McCarns and the Whaley's and, um, you know, uh, Jimmy Merrill, who used to uh, live on the street over on Brighton Avenue, Um we used to play baseball over at the corner store. Well, now that corner store is, looks like an old car lot, and they got a big fence around it and just a bunch of junk cars. looks like a junkyard. looks like how Fred Sanford moved in there, really. So... Um so I remember playing baseball a lot, uh, you know, a lot of summer evenings and, you know, even, you know, the, you know, uh, the, like September and October playing baseball and we'd play baseball day and night over there. We just, we loved that game. And, uh, that was, that was always a lot of fun to do. And of course the lifetime of memories in the front yard is still the lilac bush. And it, it actually started out as a bush that was planted back in the day. And I remember my dad would have parties. We get a he had a, a, a what do they call that a picnic table up on the slab. So you'd pull up into the in the driveway, and uh, there there was a there was a slab right there for a picnic table. So my dad would be out there in the summertime and the spring or whatever beautiful days, beautiful evenings, and people would drop by. You know, coming up and down the street, neighbors, friends, my dads. You know, uh, they'd go to the corner store get whatever they're going to get, and then they'd come over and party with my dad. My dad would just sit out and talk to people all night and have a, have a great time with people. Uh, by this time in the early to mid eighties. My dad was already on disability, so he was home all the day, you know, all day long. So um, I just remember those parties my dad would have, and it would just would be people getting together and just drinking and just having a good time, not uh, you know, not being alcoholics and doing stupid things or you know, uh, you know, causing trouble or anything. Just you know, and anybody would walk down the street or come down the street, you know, Powers Eight Nineteen Lodge, Chuck's out. Let's go talk. Let's go have a party. You know, uh, my dad had a great personality like that. I wish I picked up that from him, but um, you know, I remember cutting grass every every week and shoveling snow in the winter and um you know helping to paint uh, in the basement uh, when i was a little bit older and um i remember my my you know my little record studio up in the bedroom and i just saw the picture of the house the other day online as i said and where i used to have my turntables and my setup 
that whole it's just it's the whole place just looks like it needs to be condemned it's so sad and so disheartening um but here's the thing is as all these great memories that i still have and i'll always have these memories of 819 lodge avenue i will never ever you know and, and again you won't forget the memories that you had growing up in your houses as well so real quick i want you to do i want you to do an exercise if you're driving probably don't do this with your eyes closed but if you're not if you're away from uh, you know if you're not uh, being distracted or you're driving or whatever i want you to close your eyes for a quick second and i just want you to envision one part of your home okay just one room of your home that you grew up in and what room really just really just got you just was was like the the room the place to be when i was a kid 8 9 10 years old i was upstairs in the bedroom when my dad passed away when i was 14 i moved all my stuff into the basement and i married my dj equipment and stuff with his all his stuff all his uh, you know electronic sounds and and turntables and uh, you know cd players and cassette decks and reel to reel machines so i married it together in the basement and then i started a fake radio station uh, in in the basement and I would go down and play like I was on the on the radio all the time and you know that's pretty much where I honed my skills of radio and I didn't know the first thing about uh, radio back then but I always envisioned either the bedroom or the basement every time I envisioned 819 Lodge basement we had we had some Fun parties down there, uh, wild parties. We packed people in. Again, 1,100 square feet. The basement was probably, you know, I don't know, probably 12 by 17, um, you know, 12 feet wide and, and, and like 17 feet long. Um, but we packed at least 100 people into that basement at every party that we had. And then it was divided with a wall, and then there was a laundry room on the other side. Uh, and then the stairs went up through the middle uh, to go upstairs. But uh, I, I, I just always envisioned playing in the basement. And then I'm seeing pictures of the basement in this. Uh, these new photos that I saw the other day online and it just makes me heart sick because the thing this it looks abandoned it looks run down it looks like it's a building that's been condemned or you know it just needs to be condemned and it's so sad now if if they were to ever tear that house down I would be devastated. Every time I go to Toledo, uh, pretty much every time I go to Toledo, I try to go by, you know, go down 819 Lodge. And then I look at the neighbor's houses uh, on our block. And the 800 block of Lodge Avenue, Toledo, back in the 80s and 70s and 90s, you know, I, I know all of our neighbors. Our, you know, we were all really, really tight. Behind us, we had the Javers. We had Leonard and uh, Rosie. They both passed away, of course, uh, back in the 90s. Um, I remember I cut grass for him, a huge lawn. And, you know, I remember using his mower once. And he goes, oh, he, you know, it broke down or whatever and, and i'm like uh, i go mr javer i go lawnmower is not gonna search i just go across the alley and get mine and he goes no 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 he goes i want to try to get this to work and then the spark plug broke on it and i just remember him swearing up a storm i was like maybe eight nine ten years old and i remember him using bad words and i went home and told my dad's like mr javer swore you know at me and he goes what do you mean swore at you and i go he was yelling at the lawnmower and my dad starts laughing he goes well what did he say and i said well he said shit and fucker and you know he, he said bad words and and my dad just started laughing so yeah the Javers, fond memories of them. Wonderful people. Every Christmas, they had the, you know uh, stuff out for us. Um, you know, we'd always go over there for Christmas. They'd always give us pajamas and stuff like that. Just really, really nice older couple. Um, and then next door to us, on the other side of the alley, was uh, Mr. and Mrs. Shepard. Uh, Mr. Shepard is a retired. He was a retired uh, railroad policeman, I believe. And then his wife was Phyllis, and uh, she was a homemaker. She was a really sweet. They were really nice people. Always looked out for us. Always looked out for the neighborhood. Um, it was, you know, it was like Mr. Shepard was always on patrol, uh, just making sure that you know we were safe and secure. And then next to him, when I was little, uh, there was a lady uh, on the block. Her name was Ann, and I don't remember uh, exactly what happened to her. I think she was mugged or something. And I remember the police taking a, a, a lady out of her house in handcuffs 
and uh, Mrs. Uh, you know Mrs. Ann. I can't remember her last name, but Miss Ann ended up going to the hospital. So those are that's another memory I have. And then next to Ann was uh, Sean Michael Scalen, uh, a kid that uh, we grew up with, and his parents Dennis and uh, his mom. I can't remember her name. And then next to them was the Whaleys. We had uh, you know Devin Glenn Whaley, uh, and then you had Jason Jeff in um, um, and Jameson, which were their three sons. And then next to them was Mrs. Pitchford, who was divorced and she's kind of crusty. She drank a lot, and she was. She was a kind of lady who was like in her mid fifties at the time, and she'd be like, "Stay off my lawn, get off my lawn," you know. And yeah, you know. And she also worked in the schools. She was in the food service at the elementary school I went to, uh, Arlington Elementary. And I remember she's, you know, she tattled to my mom. Sean didn't eat all of his lunch today. Sean threw this away. Sean didn't do this. Sean, you know. So she was kind of one of those. And she had this, you know, she's got a daughter named Debbie. Uh, Debbie was um, uh, had cognitive issues, and um, but still a sweet girl. Always, you know, anytime there's anything going on in the neighborhood she was a town crier she knew everything that was going on in the block uh, and then across the street we had the right outs they lived there for a, a little bit of time um and then going back coming back down the block mrs green uh mrs green i remember uh, in the late 80s during a tornado warning um i guess after the tornado had passed and the warning what you know everything was uh, safe and sound uh, i remember um after the tornado warning had uh, had expired i remember uh there was an ambulance outside of her house and yes yeah, she had passed away uh during the storm uh uh, and then next to them were the Barbers, and the, yeah, they're both gone now. They were in their 50s or 60s. Uh, and then next to them, we, we had the, uh, my dad called them the Adams Family, and they were the Galulis. Uh, really weird bunch of people. The mom, uh, I guess, was a widow um, and, and left her with a bunch of kids, and uh, Martin was the weirdest when he drove a cab. He was a hippie. He had a dog named Fucker, and Fucker got out. <laughs> he got out quite a bit uh, in the neighborhood when we were little kids. And Martin was walking up and down the street yelling, "Fucker, where are you? Effer, effer, where are you? Where are you?" Um, looking for him and screaming, the, screaming, the, you know, the obscenity name because that's the name of his uh, uh, of his dog. And it was a big dog. It looked like a little Shetland pony. Um, and then uh, one day, Martin walks over to our house. He's talking to my dad. He goes, "Yeah." He goes, "I can't believe my dog ate the ducks in the backyard. They had ducks in the backyard." So yeah, the. Luli family, uh, the Adams family is what my dad called them. They were really, really crazy, um, but nice people. You know, we all looked out for each other. And then next to them, we had the Meekers. We had Mrs. Meeker, her son Lenny uh, lived there. Her husband had passed away, um, but they're all both gone now. And it's like, you know, the Meekers had a bunch of kids, a bunch of family uh, that lived around the neighborhood as well. Uh, and then next to them, you had uh, Tony and Dory Beal. And I reached out to Tony on Facebook not too long ago. And I haven't heard back from him. He doesn't get on Facebook very often. But he had two daughters, Rachel and Emily, and they were a lot younger than we were. But uh, I reached out to Emily, and or I'm sorry, I reached out to Rachel, and Rachel goes, yeah, I remember you guys. You used to live across the street. And then next to them, we had the Swerthouts, and uh, we had uh, Lee Swerthout. Uh, senior, his wife, Pat. And then they had uh, two sons, I believe. Uh, one was Lee Jr. And then the other one, his name was Bill. And Bill was, you know, 17 or 18 when I was like, you know, nine or 10. And I remember, um, I remember Lee Jr. was riding motorcycles with another neighbor friend of ours, Barney uh, Bose, uh, had an accident and uh, his skull got uh, crushed or whatever, and his brain was exposed. And I remember, um, you know, growing up that, uh, yeah, Lee had passed away, and, you know, he was like in his early 20s. So, uh, tragedy, you know, in the neighborhood, you know, when I was, you know, was when I was younger, too. There was a guy, there was an apartment complex behind our house across the alley, um, and I remember this uh, lady named Carla was, uh, she had three kids, Dustin, and I can't remember 
remember the other two kids' names. But then she had an ex-husband. His name was Tim Witty. And I remember Tim Witty went wild one night and was breaking windows in the uh, in the apartment complex. Uh, Kathy Meeker, who lived there at the time. My aunt lived upstairs, Aunt Janet. And then uh, there was another couple that lived across the hall, the Bots, I think. Uh, Barbara Bots or whatever. But um, yeah, he was just walking around and they had to call the police. They had the SWAT team out there. Um, I just, I mean, it was in the wintertime and I just, I will never forget that. So, you know, that, uh, that really, uh, that really shaped a lot of my, you know, my childhood, great memories, some not so great memories. Um, and there's a lot more that I can, you know, talk to you about, but I just wanted to talk real quick about, you know, do you remember the home that you grew up in and just, you know, all these memories are flooding back over the weekend. And I'm just like, I got to talk about this. I got to let this out. Um, there's a lot more I want to share with you. If there's anything you want to know, uh, message me or email me, Sean, S-H-A-W-N at WCZY.net. Again, I just wanted to talk about my old home because it's up for sale again. And I saw pictures of it this past weekend and it made me sick because it's dilapidated and it's not the same neighborhood that it once was. So hold on to the memories from childhood because they're going to help you through the rest of your life. So I guess that's it for me for now. You guys have a great one. We'll talk to you very soon in the life of Sean. Peace. Thank you for listening to In the Life of Sean Powers weekly podcast. The views and opinions heard on this podcast do not necessarily reflect those views and opinions of Latitude Media, our sponsors, our affiliates, or My1043 and Buck92 Radio. Check out our website for even more podcasts from around the area. Just go to MyMichiganPodcast.com. It's podcasting that matters.